Hello everyone and welcome back to Let's Chat with Ava. I'm Ava and welcome back. It's it's been a pretty crazy week. I've there's been a lot going on and I don't know, some stuff has gone down in my life recently and I'm kind of going to touch on it today, but I'm not going to get into detail too much, but uh, I'm really excited for this episode. Um, I'm going to be talking about feminism today, and there's a lot of different topics I want to cover, and there's so much information, and I'm really excited to give this you guys this episode, so I hope you enjoy. So, I had a mental breakdown last night, and I want to talk about it because... Number one, venting about it is probably going to make me feel better about it. And number two, we all go through mental breakdowns and we all have, like, anxiety attacks at some point or we just spiral. And I kind of want to talk about it because I feel like we, there's obviously the stigma around mental health, but we all we all deal with mental breakdowns and we all have them and it just I want to talk about it because it's not usually talked about and I want to start making um I want to start normalizing talking about the things that we go through and the mental health issues that we all deal with so I'm not going to get into the specifics of it, but there was this thing that I was supposed to be doing um, in the fall, uh, so coming up, and I was all set and ready to do it. I'd signed up and everything, and then I realized I don't want to do this. Like, I do not want to do this. It was a sport. I was going to play another sport, and I, the fees were all paid, I was all signed up and ready, and I was like, like, and then last night, I was talking to my mom, and I had a mental break, I was like, I don't want to do this, I don't want to play this, like, I don't even know if I want to play this sport, and part of it was, I felt like, I don't know, I felt like, if I said, if I, like, because I realized that I didn't want to do it if I said I don't want to do this sport then that would be like me quitting and I I don't I like I don't want to quit I don't like quitting I'm not a quitter um I think I played softball in like fourth grade and I hated it and my parents made me stick through it until the end because they're like they they raised me to like they didn't raise me to quit they're they said If you don't want to do it next year, you don't have to do it next year, but you have to finish out the season. And so that's kind of been my mentality growing up. And so I was feeling like if I didn't do this, then I was quitting. When in reality, I was just making sure that I was happy because sports have always been a source of happiness for me. And the fact that I would be dreading going to practices and I would be dreading um, every time I had to play this sport like that is not the point of sports for me like sports like I said sports have always been a point of happiness for me so the fact that I was dreading the start of this sport I was like I that's a 
huge red flag and a sign that I don't want to play this sport. It's not something that I'm interested in right now. But then I was beating myself up about it. I was like, I feel like I'm quitting. Like, I feel all of this pressure. And I made up this whole story in my head. And that is, and like, I don't know, it it was like stress piling up and it all came crashing down and I, I, <laughs> like, I don't know, I, I had a mental breakdown and I just, I felt so terrible about myself and I felt so terrible about making up that story. I felt like my parents were disappointed in me. I felt like I was a failure for, um, and a quitter and I just, I felt so terrible about myself and I felt so, like, not disgusted but, like, disappointed in myself and that it just, it really, really, other people's words hurt but when you tell yourself these things and you can't even because the thing is, you can brush off what other people say. If other people say you're a failure, you can brush it off. You can get right back up. But if you're saying those things to yourself, it's so much harder to not believe that you are those things. And I don't know how to explain it. Like last week, I was talking about loving yourself and not being so hard on yourself. And I realized I'm kind of being hypocritical right now because I turned around and did and like was hard on myself and wasn't being loving to myself right after I said those things and it's just it's so hard to be able to be like it's okay to not want to do something it's okay to choose yourself and choose something that makes you happy for once I don't I don't know I just I feel really terrible about saying all this stuff and saying stuff about like being positive about yourself and loving yourself and not being so hard on yourself and if you wouldn't say it to a friend then don't say it to yourself and I didn't I didn't take my own advice I didn't do anything different I didn't change anything different about how I was I was talking to myself I didn't change anything about how I was viewing myself and it is really something that I need to work on because Honestly, I'm going to add on to what I was saying last week and say that I think a huge turning point is when you get tired of feeling this hatred towards yourself. You get tired of feeling these terrible things towards yourself. And when you realize that you hate feeling that feeling, that can be a starting point. That can be motivation for you to start being more loving towards yourself. And I'm feeling that where I'm like, I hate the fact that I am being so hard on myself and I'm being so mean to myself like I wouldn't say this stuff to my friends I wouldn't if they decided they didn't want to do a sport then they I wouldn't tell them that you're a quitter you're giving up you're not good enough to do this sport like I wouldn't be saying those things to my friends and I'm saying them to myself and I don't know I just I feel really terrible right now because 
not about that, but the fact that I'm saying something to you guys and I'm telling you guys to be more loving towards yourself and be, don't get so hard on yourself if you don't want to do something or don't get so hard on yourself if you make a mistake and here I am turning around and doing it right to myself, like I'm not even taking my own advice, so that is something, I just wanted to be real with you guys and I'm gonna work on that, I'm, because I really am tired of feeling this hatred towards myself and this, of always being so hard on myself and I just, I don't like it. And so that also made me remember a a trick that my mom has been using and telling her friends and she told me about it too and it's that you can name your inner critic. So that person who says that you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not smart enough, you're not fast enough, you're not strong enough, you're not enough. That per- The person that is telling those things to you, you can name that voice inside your head. And then you can tell them to shut up whenever they say those harmful things. You can start to make it seem like it's another person because I already mentioned this, but... It's easier to tell someone else to to stop being so mean to you than it is to tell yourself. So if you make it seem like it's another person saying that, then you can start to get away from thinking those thoughts all the time because you're going to start telling that person to shut up and to stop saying so, such mean things to you because you are enough and you are strong enough, you are pretty enough, you are enough. And that kind of helped me. And also, pick a name that you despise because just it'll help you be able to tell that person, that little voice inside your head, that you're not listening to them. And I definitely picked a name that I don't like. So, so the topic for this week is feminism and I've mentioned this before but I am a feminist and I definitely have gotten teased for that in school and people have made fun of me for being like a strong-willed person and being a feminist and they've like guys in my class have guys in my classes will say stuff like oh I'm a manist or just make fun of me for speaking my mind and being proud of the fact that I am a feminist and I've learned to ignore it but I used to get super super worked up about the smallest issues and I'd get so emotional over it and there's nothing wrong with that but people would use that against me and they'd say things intentionally in order to make me to get me worked up because I thought it was funny and I quickly realized that not giving them what they wanted would make them leave me alone but then at the same time then they're stuck with thinking that saying those things is okay 
so I just I want to talk about I want to talk about feminism and some of the misconceptions that people have because there are definitely misconceptions and I want to talk about those I also want to talk about sexism I want to talk about uh, I, I want to talk about a lot of different things there's going to be a lot of parts to this so I'll start with the most basic um, part of this idea of feminism and I'm going to start with the definition and what is feminism it is the theory of the political economic and social equality of the sexes and that is a definition from Merriam-Webster the only issue I have with this definition is I would probably I think it's more accurate if you use the word gender because feminism encompasses all genders so that includes for example um, people who are non-binary people who are trans people who are gender fluid like things like that feminism encompasses all of that and I'm going to do an episode one day about the difference between gender and sex and how those are different and so feminism encompasses all genders I'd say rather than sexes because there are more genders than there are sexes and I'll get into that another day um a common miss I know for sure that a common misconception about feminism is I'm like air quoting you guys can't see me but I'm air quoting um it just for women and that's actually not what it means for centuries women have been objectified sexualized treated as less than and this is and feminism is not about taking rights away from men but rather giving more rights to the people who have less and so it's not just for women it's for all genders it's called feminism because it started with giving women more rights now it encompasses all genders and yeah and with equal rights there are always going to be be people who misunderstand the point of the uh the movement or the idea there are always going to be people who people there are always going to be people who misunderstand that i'm just going to go ahead and um go right into one of the other things i wanted to talk about which is the difference between equity and equality so I'm going to give definitions and I'm going to talk about it. Uh, equality equality is uh, in... I'm just going to give examples uh, based found I found on their website and uh, the example that they're using is that they're giving it in terms of resources. So equality is dividing resources in matching amounts. So that means everybody gets the same amount. The reason that this doesn't always work is that some people come to the table with more than other people and so then it's not necessarily equal there's they're technically they're still it's they're they're getting equal amounts but they didn't always have the same to begin with so that's where the word equity comes in and equity is dividing resources proportionately to achieve a fair outcome for those involved so let's say that there is a let's just say that there's a dinner and there's people all the way from billionaires to people who live on the streets and who are homeless and 
if everybody gets the same amount of resources and everybody gets the same amount of things, the homeless people are going to be getting the same as the people who are billionaires. And the billionaires, they have more than enough money. They don't need as much resources as they don't need resources like the people who are homeless do. And so if we gave the homeless people more resources than the billionaires, and maybe the billionaires didn't get any, I can bet you that the billionaires would make a big fuss about it. And they would be like, well, why are they getting stuff and we aren't? The billionaires have more than enough money to be able to go buy those same things, probably better things than that. The people who are homeless, they don't have the money to be able to buy the same things that the billionaires can. And if we give them more and the billionaires less, it's we're all going to get a fair outcome because even if the amounts of resources that were given were differing differing in amounts for different people you're going to get an equal outcome even if the resources weren't given out equally because these people um they are going to need more resources than the people who already have more than enough money to buy twice the amount of resources So, yeah, there's a big difference between equity and equality, and like I said, a big misconception is that people think that by giving women and people of um, other genders more rights, that they're going to be getting way more rights than men, And when in reality, they're just going to be getting the same amount. The next thing I want to talk about is the difference between egalitarianism and feminism, and when I've talked to people about my views and why I say why I'm a, I am a feminist, a lot of people will come at me with the question, why aren't you, well, why aren't you an egalitarianist? Why aren't you supporting egalitarianism? Why aren't you an equalist? And the thing is, this is what I want to clear up right now. This is what I want to talk about because... A lot of people believe that egalitarianism is the better alternative and I want to kind of come at that from a side and take my take on it and why I don't think it is. So I did a lot of research on this because I wanted to make sure that I'm telling all of the facts and I don't want to just spin it so that it seems like my point is better. I want to tell the facts of the story. Uh, feminism works to dismantle societal standards that hurt everyone. So the same standards that tell women you need to look a certain way in order to, can be, to be considered beautiful and the same standards that tell men that they shouldn't be emotional, they shouldn't uh, show emotion because that's not manly and they need to be more masculine. Feminism also works to create gender equality because there are more than two genders and I may get some pushback because of that because there are a lot of people who don't believe that there are more t than two genders, but I definitely do believe that there are more than two genders because I believe that gender is something that the person must define for themselves and for us to try to define that for someone else is taking away 
part of their identity and a choice in their identity and I don't think that's fair at all. And a lot of people believe that you cannot change your sex and they mix it up with gender. And gender is the way the person feels they are. So, for example, someone who is trans, maybe they maybe a, or for say for example a trans woman, maybe they were considered a male at birth, but then they realized I do not feel comfortable as a male. I want to transition into being a female. So then their pronouns would now be she, her, and a lot of people don't respect those pronouns, and I think that's actually very detrimental to the person, um, especially in the media today where we see uh, hashtags like the his name is Alex and people dead naming others, and I think that's so, it's so hurtful and it's so, it's very... Um, it puts a strain on people's mental health because this is a part of their identity. This is a part of who they are. And they're being told that it's just a phase or it's just... They'll get over it and it's not that big of a deal and they're, they're just confused. When in reality, they know this to be true and they know that this is who they are and who they want to be for the rest of their life. And for people to completely disregard that I think is so heartless and so cruel and I could never imagine doing that to another human being um so just like a PSA please respect everybody's pronouns please respect who they tell you that they are um as far as gender because it really can be so hurtful if somebody hears you completely disregarding what they told you and yeah, it just, it can be so hurtful, and so please just be mindful of that. Uh, so, moving back on track, I was talking about feminism versus egalitarianism. And so, egalitarianism is the belief of equality of some sort. People should get the same, or be treated the same, or be treated as equals in some respect. And that is from... The Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy, that's where I got that definition from. And I don't agree with this type of thinking because this would mean... This is kind of a communist mentality um, and has to do... I, I feel like in a way for me to understand it, it kind of relates to communism where everybody gets the same, everybody is... So in a communist um, government, people, no matter their job, they are given the same amount of money, um, and that is not necessarily fair because it's equal, it's not necessarily fair because people could be doing uh, work that is, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, it's, it's equal, but it's not necessarily fair. This kind of thinking... Uh, egalitarianist thinking is type of thinking that would give men a vote on whether or not women should be allowed to have abortions and I personally I'm not going to get into abortion on this episode but I personally think it's the woman's right to choose and that it's not the man's body so he therefore should not have to he should not be afforded a right to vote on that matter uh that's my opinion you can have your opinion uh 
just please respect one another's opinions. Uh, I just wanted to touch on that for a second because I, if you look at statistics, uh, women who are pregnant in high school are, their lives are way more messed up if they have to keep the child and go through the nine months of pregnancy their their lives are way more messed up than the father of the child the father of the child was not pregnant for nine months they did not have to deal with taking with uh being pregnant with a child and if they wanted to leave the mom they could it's terrible that people do that but if they wanted to leave the mom they could and women aren't afforded that right and so for men to say well you can't get an abortion now then that's completely taking away their right to choose what they want to do with their life and yeah so it's just like this type egalitarianist thinking would give men a right to choose uh if women should be afforded uh the rights to an abortion or not and i don't believe that that is something that men should be afforded and so you just see that egalitarianist thinking is equal but not necessarily fair so that is why i am a feminist instead of a egalitarianist okay so i also wanted to talk about sexism because a lot of people believe that sexism doesn't affect men it only affects women and that is not true at all um obviously sexism more blatantly affects women but that doesn't mean that it doesn't affect men so i got this definition from merriam webster again uh sexism is defined as behavior conditions or attitudes that foster stereotypes of social roles based on sex so if you look at it, it doesn't say anything about it only affecting women, so it actually does affect men, and I want to give a couple examples because my brother has faced it, and most men will face it, and so, for example, my brother, uh, growing up, he really liked to wear nail polish on his fingers and nobody in my family saw anything wrong with that we all love to paint his nails um and he i know he really enjoyed having them painted and he tried wearing them to school and after he warm to school that day he came home and he had us take it off right away because he said that people in his class teased him for wearing nail polish because he was a boy and there's a stereotype that only girls can wear nail polish and that's completely not true it's obviously there's a stereotype and nail polish is gendered more towards women and that's a stereotype but that doesn't mean that men can't wear nail polish as well and I think it's 
I think it's really sad that people have to be in other people's business and they have to tell other people what they can and can't do all the time because honestly the world would be much happier if we all let other people be themselves and we didn't have to have an opinion on it or I mean you're entitled to your opinion that doesn't mean you have to voice it and that was that's an example of sexism that is was pointed towards a guy and there's also this sexist conception that if a guy wears a crop top or a dress then that means he's gay and not only is that sexist because you have to apparently be gay in order to wear clothes that are considered women's clothes um, or that's assuming someone's sexuality when in reality they could just like they could be straight and like wearing dresses and there's nothing wrong with that I I just I guess I have a problem with people assuming other sexuality because there is this mentality that straight is the default and honestly kind of sucks but I don't it's not right for people to assume other sexuality based on what they dress because those are, again are stereotypes and and then also I've heard people say that well, maybe they're confused and they want to, um, maybe they want to transition and that's not necessarily true either. People be, could be completely comfortable with the gender that they say they are and not want to change the um, gender they are. That doesn't, just because they're wearing clothes that are traditionally meant for the opposite sex doesn't mean that they want to be the opposite sex that doesn't necessarily mean that so I find it I find it annoying when people say things like that because they're assuming things about people and I don't see that as okay either but they also are uh, reinforcing stereotypes that are already in place and I and obviously I don't think that's okay either uh, from a young age uh, boys are told that they shouldn't play with dolls uh, and they shouldn't show emotion and I find that not okay as well because I talked about it in the breakups episode but a little bit but if you keep all your emotion in and you don't show it, it's eventually going to come out in a way that maybe isn't necessarily healthy or the way you wanted it to come out. And actually, I wanted to talk about toxic masculinity for a second, too, because boys being told from a young age that they shouldn't play with things or wear things that are traditionally meant for girls um, or they shouldn't show emotion because boys don't cry uh, that 
contributes to toxic masculinity because then they grow up thinking that that's the way that they're supposed to be and they teach it to their sons and it I talked about it in the breakups episode um, a little bit and not showing emotion is going to make it come out in a way that maybe is embarrassing or harmful to yourself or others and being told that you can't show emotion or you can't be emotional is um, a terrible feeling and a terrible thing to be told because you feel like you're doing something wrong when you're emotional when in reality you're just being human like we all have our emotions sometimes we cry and we don't even know why we're crying there's nothing wrong with that and people but people think that there is and I don't (laughs) I don't think that's okay I think those are also sexist ideas uh actually in general men and women people in general are told that they shouldn't show emotion uh because when a woman gets angry they're called crazy and over emotional even if it's something that they're justly right over uh wrong or mad over and that's everything that people have a right to be mad people have a right to their emotions and for us to be told called names and told that we shouldn't be acting that way it's very uh it's a very toxic mentality and it contributes to stereotypes so people in general are told we shouldn't show emotion and we should be these blank emotionless creatures and that goes against human nature we all show emotion we all are emotional beings and we shouldn't have to bottle up that emotion because we're told that it's not normal for our gender to be acting like that because like I said in the last episode normal doesn't exist I also wanted to touch on uh, TERFs and if somebody doesn't know what a TERF is, uh, TERF stands for Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminist and these are feminists who believe that uh, trans women are not real women and they are they con- uh, continually misgender and dead name these people, these women, and they basically exclude trans women because they were born male, when in reality they are just as much a woman as a person who was born with a vagina. So yeah, they basically have a lot of transphobic beliefs and they, like I was, I was talking about this earlier in the episode where um, some people don't believe that people should be free to determine their gender for themselves and uh, that's kind of what these feminists believe. They don't think that people should be free to determine their gender identity for themselves, whether that be because of religious beliefs or just personal beliefs. And yeah, they basically exclude trans women because uh, from the feminist movement because they are not, in the air quoting, real women. And I think that's actually a load of crap because, like I said, 
they are just as much trans women are just as much of a woman as I am and I was born female and they are just as much of a woman as I am and I also wanted to talk about JK Rowling for a second because I grew up as a huge Harry Potter fan and I grew up as being I like I fell in love with the books just like millions of other fans and I um, that was a really important part of my childhood so now seeing uh, JK Rowling defending transphobic beliefs is just it's really heartbreaking especially because there are so many trans Harry Potter fans and so I'm not trans and I'm feeling this hurt I'm like hurting for these people. I can't imagine what they're feeling with these this author that they looked up to and these characters and this book that they grew up with and now they're seeing that the author behind it hates people like them. And J.K. Rowling released an essay, I believe, talking about uh, defending herself and talking about her beliefs. And in the essay, she said that the funny thing is that TERFs don't exactly, or they don't exclude, they aren't complete, they're not transphobic because they do include uh, trans men because they were born women, which is in fact transphobic because they are misgendering people. They are misgendering and denaming people because they are trans, and I find that hurtful and honestly disrespectful because. I've had a lot of people um, remind me that trans people were not born, uh, a trans woman was not born a woman, and I, that just, that confuses me when people find the need to remind people who are trans that they were not born their gender, because my issue is why does that matter? Why does it matter that they were not born the gender that they are now. Why does that matter at all? I don't understand why people feel the need to remind us that uh, people who are trans were not born the gender that they are now and I don't under- I just- I don't understand why people feel the need to do that because we know that's literally what the word trans means and it doesn't change the fact that they are what they say they are. They are the gender that they tell us we I respect their pronouns I understand that they are trans so why do you feel the need to remind me of that I think that it makes any sense for people to remind us of that because we understand that and the thing is that it doesn't matter to us my belief is that people who are trans are just as much a woman as I am and I like I said I was born female I am I was born female. I don't think that they're any less of a woman than I am. Uh, And I will respect their pronouns and uh, their gender identity until the day I die. Going back to what J.K. Rowling said in her essay, saying that you still include uh, trans men as women is incredibly disrespectful because they are a man that like trans men are men and so for you to completely disregard what they're telling you and say that 
they were born a woman, so we're including them in um, our radical feminism. And we're not transphobic because we're including them. That actually is a transphobic idea because you are disrespecting their pronouns and you are disrespecting what they tell you that they would like you to call them, what they would like you to refer to them as as far as pronouns and I think that I I just wanted to touch on that quick because I find that incredibly disrespectful because they are excluding trans women and I don't think that that is okay at all. I don't think that including people who are now male is uh okay at all. I think that including them because trans people are not afforded the same rights as the rest of us and that is what feminism aims to do. I think that that is a a valid reason for including them, but if you're including them because I don't know. I feel like they com- turfs uh generally they disregard people of other genders and um that's not what I believe that the core values of uh, feminism are. And the problem is that the media usually portrays the worst of light and things. So we don't get a lot of uh, coverage of the, uh, the good sides of feminism, but rather we get the sides that are transphobic and some that are not so great. So I just wanted to touch on that for a second because I know that it is a, uh, I know that it's a, it is a huge issue and something that's on a lot of our minds most recently, especially because of the J.K. Rowling thing. And all right, so wrapping it all up, I kind of covered, I kind of really jumped around. I just kind of rambled in this episode, but. I just kind of wanted to do a quick recap, a little uh, wrap-up, because, like I said, I did really just ramble. So, I talked about the definition of feminism, which, just as a reminder, um, I got it from Merriam-Webster. It's the theory of the political, economic, and social equality of the sexes, and I talked about how I would think it would be more accurate to replace the word sexes with genders. I touched on the fact that women are not, uh, feminism is not just for women. Uh, we're not trying to take over we're, uh, or give more, an unequal uh, amount of rights as far as more tor- to more rights to women, uh, but rather make them equal. And it's not, and like I said, it's not just about women. It's not just giving rights to women, it's giving rights to people with other gender identities other than the ones they were assigned at birth. And so yeah, like uh, clearing up the common misconception that feminism is only about women when in reality it encompasses the entire gender spectrum. Uh, I talked about the difference between feminism and egalitarianism and uh, the difference between those. Remember my definitions came from, uh, or the definition for egalitarianism came from Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy, so if you guys want to go check that out further to make sure that I, I don't even know, like just go check that out further, uh, that's the website, and I also touched on sexism, uh, 
and how men do face sexism as well. It's not just women and the definition of sexism was behavior conditions or attitudes that foster stereotypes of social roles based on sex. I got that definition from Merriam-Webster. And then I also talked talked about a little bit about different stereotypes and uh, ideas that could be sexist towards men as well. And remember that sexism does generally face, not face, affect women more than men, but at least more blatantly and but it does affect men as well, and there are sexist ideas pointed towards men as well. It's not just pointed towards women. I think that's a huge misconception. And then I also touched on the difference between equity versus equality. Uh, I'll put the link for some of these websites down in the description of this episode, so you guys can go check that out if you want any more information. And then I also, uh, at the end, I touched on TERFs, and I touched about on my opinion on that, I talked a little bit about J.K. Rowling and the stuff she's been saying recently and uh, why TERFs are not really feminists and yeah, I think that's it. So I have a couple of recommendations for you guys this week, two of each again. The books I have are the first, uh, there are actually two books in a series. I do believe the third one is going to be coming out in, I think, two years. The second one came out recently. So it's a so far two book series. And the first book is called Girls with Sharp Sticks. And I'll read the back. Some of the prettiest flowers have the sharpest thorns. The girls of Innovations Academy are beautiful and well-behaved. It says so on the report cards. Under the watchful gaze of their guardian, they receive a well-rounded education that promises to make them better, obedient girls, free from arrogance or defiance, free from troublesome opinions or individual interests. But the girls' carefully controlled existence may not be quite what it appears. As Mina and her friends uncover the dark secrets of what's actually happening there and who they really are, the girls of Innovations Academy will learn to fight back. Bringing the trademark plot twist and high-octane drama that made the program a best-selling and award-winning series, Suzanne Young launches a new series that confronts some of today's most pressing ethical questions. That's the first book back. And then the second, uh, so the first book is called uh, Girls with Sharp Sticks, and the second book, the second book is called Girls with Razor Hearts. And that, back of the book says, Actually, I'm not going to read it because if people haven't read it, then it's going to ruin some stuff from the first book. So, the book is basically about these girls, and they are at the this academy called Innovations Academy, and most of their teachers are male. Uh, I think all of their teachers are male, and they are told that they should not have their own individual interests. They should not have their own opinions. They should be obedient so that they can be sold when they finish their time at the academy. Then they can be sold to a man and they can make him happy. They should be obedient. And this is in uh, kind of, it's kind of a, dy a dystopian book because it's set in a world where women, there is a, a bill passed that took rights away from women. So it's kind of about uh, confronting the patriarchy and misogyny and it's a really, really interesting read, and it has a lot of 
feminist themes and it's I really really enjoyed reading those books they were very they were actually hard for me to read because the ideas in there were so sexist and it just made me so so annoyed and just I it just bothered me a lot when I was reading it so it is a really good book but it's very hard for it was hard for me to read and uh, so moving on to the songs the first one is called Hard Out Here by Lily Allen uh, this song is very explicit, so just a PSA, but it is uh, a very, it's a, it's a song geared, I believe, towards women, yeah, it's geared more towards women and how we are not objects, and uh, it kind of dismantles some stereotypes, and it's a really, really good song, and then the second one is called Independent Women by Destiny's Child, and that is also a really good song. Obviously, it's Destiny's Child, so it's amazing, and yeah, those songs are really good. So, uh, the books, again, are Girls with Sharp Sticks and Girls with Razor Hearts. Those are both by Suzanne Young, and then the songs are called Hard Out Here by Lily Allen and Independent Women by Destiny's Child, so go check those out. Alright, so that was the episode. Uh, I really hope you guys enjoyed listening to me talk about this topic. I know we've had a, a lot of um, more serious topics recently, so next week I'm going to try to come at you guys with some different, uh, a little bit of a more lighthearted topic, and I'm not completely sure what that's going to be yet, but we'll see how it goes. But... I really, really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I uh, kind of rambled a lot, but I don't know. I feel pretty good about it, and yeah, I guess, yeah. I hope you guys really enjoyed the episode, and we'll see you next Friday.